Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 32, verses 30 through 35, called Blot Me Out from Your Book. God will forgive me. That's his job. Uh, No, my friend, it is not his job to forgive you. It's his grace that forgives you. But he doesn't owe you and he doesn't owe me anything. He is not duty bound to forgive. The word for atonement, perhaps I can make atonement, is a key idea tonight. And if you're interested, it is the word kafar. We have a Hebrew uh, feast that is coming up on the calendar, and it is called the uh, Feast of Yom Kippur. And this is the idea of the, uh, of the covering of sin, or the word kafar. Uh, this is the idea of atonement. The word for atonement first comes up, if you're taking notes in Exodus 29.33, verses 36 and 37, then in Exodus 30, verses 10, 15, and 16. In these passages, there is the sin offering, for example, in Leviticus 4 and other places, and then in one uh, passage, atonement money can be offered to make holy. Here, just concentrating on the main meaning of atonement, kafar, it's it's a word that means to cover, if you're taking notes, to purge or to expiate or to cover with pitch, kafar, to make atonement. The word is used of the ark of Noah in Genesis 6.14. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it with kafar. Cover it, kafar, inside and out with pitch, which is the Hebrew word kofar. And so it's the idea of covering. Think about Noah's ark. Noah's ark was covered with pitch. Why was the ark created? To save Noah and his family from what? The wrath of God in a flood. The ark became a floating house of salvation. It was a floating cross, if you will. And Noah and his family got into it and God sealed the door And it became the means of salvation. And the ark points to the ultimate saving instrument, if you will, which is Jesus Christ and the cross of Christ. When uh, Moses was born, his mama, in order to hide him from the Pharaoh's edict, put him in a little basket. The little basket was covered with pitch. Now, in the uh, account of the ark, And in the basket of Moses, the same Hebrew word for the ark in the basket is teba, T-E-B-A-H. It means a vessel. In the Hebrew picture language, teba or teva is the house of the sign or the house of the cross. Get this. This, when you take the Hebrew letters the way Moses would have written it, the ark and the basket are the house of the sign or the house of the cross. 
used twice, uh, Noah's Ark, Moses' basket, both vessels covered with pitch, kafar, atonement, both become floating means of salvation. One saved Noah and his family from the flood. One saved Moses from the Pharaoh's edict. This is the word for atonement. And Moses is saying, perhaps I can do this. Now, in I have a Hebrew word picture uh, dictionary here that I sometimes refer to. It's written by Dr. Seekins. And he takes the word and breaks down the letters the way Moses would have written it. And he writes these words. The word for cover, kafar, and pitch, kofar, is the Hebrew word for atonement. The word means to forgive, or in the Hebrew picture language, it literally means to cover the mouth of the man. Here's the picture. Moving away from the objects to like a judge or a person. When a judge or a person could convict you with their words, I saw you doing this and you are guilty, rather than them speaking out the words, they cover their mouth and they don't speak it. That's the word for atonement. It's to cover the mouth of the man to not condemn when you have the right to condemn like a judge or defendant to cover the person's sin or wipe it away when you could declare them guilty. It's the covering. See the word cover. That's kafar. The pitch on the ark, the pitch on the basket, and now the mouth gets covered. Instead of speaking words of condemnation, it stays silent. This is the idea of atonement. It reflects the pictures of God pardoning when he has every right to condemn. If you, O Lord, kept a record of my sin, O Lord, who could stand? Can you imagine if on that day you stood before the God of the universe and he rattled off every sin you've ever committed in thought, word, deed, motivation, what you failed to do when you knew the right thing, it wouldn't take but five minutes for me to be crawling into a hole somewhere. God knows every sin I've ever committed, and yet he has cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. Amen? As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us, and in this sense covered them in the, the beauty of Christ's sacrifice. Moses becomes a type of Christ. We're going to see that he's not uh, on that level, but he has the heart of Christ. Moses returned to the Lord, so he reascends now, look at verse 31, up to Yahweh, and said these words, Alas, if you have a New King James, oh, NIV, same thing, oh, it's, it's a... It's an interjection mingled with a plea. Oh, Lord, he says, this people has committed a great sin. They have made a God of gold for themselves. I almost get the sense that Moses is saying, oh, God, I am so sorry. Because I have seen your glory up on this mountain and I can't believe what they did at the foot of Sinai. 
I can't believe what they constructed, that my brother would do this and, and construct a god of gold to somehow compare with you? Oh, God, alas, alas. It's a, it's a word of kind of like a, a sudden thing that strikes the heart of Moses mingled with a plea. Oh, Lord, I am sorry. I find myself praying that way a lot. And it's not just for my own sin as much as I could rattle off a list. Sometimes I'm praying over my country. Sometimes I'm praying over the church. Sometimes I'm praying over the lost. And I I think you can relate, those of you who spend time interceding and praying, it reminds me of David when he said in Psalm 51 verse 4, Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. Remember in Daniel chapter 5 when they were praising the gods of silver and gold and taking the holy vessels of the temple and turning them into a mockery. And today, the gods of silver and gold still exist, right? They're in different forms today, but they're not just the gods of silver and gold. There are many different gods with a small g that people worship, elevate above the God of the Bible. And so Moses' words are poignant. Oh, Lord, alas, this people has committed a great sin. He doesn't hide their sin. He doesn't marginalize their sin. He just says, this is what's happened Something that is hard for us to do is to put our hearts with God's heart. I want you to see something very important tonight. Moses has risen above the normal fray. What do I mean? I mean that I think because Moses has been spending time in the glorious presence of God, he's gotten a different perspective on sin. I think he sees it a little bit differently than the way he saw it before. And I think that all of you who have been growing in Christ and you get, you're getting a little bit closer to know his glory and his ways and his holiness, and then you look at things maybe, have you ever gone back and watched a movie that you watched in your BC days? All right, I've done it. Remember a movie, remember some funny parts of a movie, and then turned it back on years later as a Christian and went, oh, my, 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 right? <laughs> kind of a, you need to be rebaptized after watching a couple scenes, you know. When we see sin the way God sees it, when we see it from his perspective, what people do, what is so foolish and hurtful, what we do. They had committed spiritual adultery against their God. In the New Living Translation, it says, what a terrible sin. More than that, brethren, do you remember, they had broken a vow that had been sealed with blood. Because when the law was given and when Moses shared it, the people said, everything that you've said, we will do. And then Moses sealed it with the blood, you remember? They broke a blood covenant. They, they basically said, on the blood of this sacrificial animal, 
We vow to be true to what we've committed to, but it didn't take long. And Moses in verse 32 says, now reading from the NIV, but now please forgive their sin. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can watch Pastor Michael's teachings in their entirety. 19 chapters later, you're off the hook. We know sometimes you hear Pastor Michael mention slides, and we have made sure you have access to all the videos from his Sunday teachings. The modern application could be the power of the sword with, for example, a police officer. Watching the videos can also be a good way to see how animated Pastor Michael can be on stage. Even if you have to gulp after you've prayed it. And Lord, one more thing, not my will. You can watch the video from today's teaching when you visit walkintruth.com. We also live stream one of our Sunday morning services. Pastor Michael prefers you attend your church Sunday mornings or visit our church, Living Truth Christian Fellowship, as fellowship is important. But you are invited to watch the 1030 a.m. Pacific Time service anytime. Jesus is coming again. Do you believe it? To watch Pastor Michael's teachings and to follow our YouTube channel for live streams, you can find the links and information on walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth. Everything that you've said, we will do. And then Moses sealed it with the blood, you remember? They broke a blood covenant. They, they basically said, on the blood of this sacrificial animal, we vow to be true to what we've committed to. But it didn't take long. And Moses, in verse 32, says, now, reading from the NIV, but now, please forgive their sin. One additional way to remember the word atonement is, and this is also in the Hebrew picture language that Dr. Seekins has uh, dug out these letters. One additional way to see the word of atonement, the word for atonement is not only the covering of the ark and the, with the pitch, it's not only the covering of the mouth and not speaking condemning words, it's to overcome the broken covenant. The way a broken covenant is overcome is through atonement. So let me get practical. There are times when someone has hurt me or you, and my words would certainly be justified to bark out some things uh, about them. Let's just say that I have information from years of spending time with them, and I could rattle off things for the last couple decades that they've done wrong. And, and, and you want to know, what? and it's something else. And oh, by the way, do you remember? And we, we could do that. But love, love covers a multitude of sins. You don't have to speak everything you know. Because your call is to treat people the same way God treats you. And to forgive people the same way that God has forgiven you. And all God's people said, ouch. 
I could speak it, but I'm supposed to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because with the same mouth, I might be condemning myself. And so Moses says, oh, Lord, what's, what's Moses doing? If you're Moses, I might catch a camel to some distant land. <laughs> what am I doing up on this mountain pleading with this God who's a consuming fire? Why do I have this job? But none of that from Moses. He just says, oh, oh, God. Please forgive your people. You know, Moses is a man of prayer, and you can see him praying multiple times where he cries out to the Lord. Just flip back. Let me remind you just of a few places. Look at Exodus 14, verse 15. Exodus 14, 15. Crying out to the Lord several times. He says, the Lord will fight for you. Look at Exodus 14, 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. Okay, apparently that he had done enough praying. Exodus 15.25, take a peek. 15.25. Then he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, and he threw it into the waters, and the waters became sweet. There he made for them a statute and a regulation, and there he tested them. Once again, Moses crying out to the Lord. Look at Exodus 17. Look at uh, verse 4. Moses cried out to the Lord saying, What shall I do uh, to this people? A little more and they will stone me. And then on the top of the hill, just look ahead. uh, Joshua verse 10, Exodus 17. Did as Moses told him, fought against Amalek. Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it came about when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. And there is Moses. You can see the silhouette on the top of the the hill with his hands lifted up to God, interceding for the people. That's Moses. All that you know about Moses, please don't forget this. He's a man of prayer. And he cried out to God over and over again in tough situations. And he has interceded in Exodus 32, praying, Lord, don't wipe out the people. I don't want the Egyptians to gloat. I don't want your name to be dishonored. Back to Exodus 32. He cares about God's name. And God relented. You remember Exodus 32, verse 14? Some of the versions says God changed his mind. And we wrestled with that a little bit when we taught on that. And, and the Lord did not destroy the people. And Moses has come and he says, look, Lord, I know they have sinned a great sin. Proverbs 28, 13 and 14 puts it this way. He who conceals his transgression will not prosper. Proverbs 28, 13 and 14. But he who confesses and forsakes them, transgressions, will find compassion. How blessed is the man or woman who fears always but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. And so Moses, representing the people, says, we've blown it. We've sinned against you, O Lord. 
And he says, and now if you will forgive their sin, look at 32. And if not, please blot me out from thy book, which thou has written. Now the word for sin there is to lift, to carry, or to carry away. Here, This is another, oftentimes when you see words in Hebrew and Greek, Hebrew is the Old Testament, Greek is the New Testament. You'll see words have kind of shades of different meaning. One word, one definition for forgiveness is to carry away. Here's the picture. On the, on the Day of Atonement, they would have two goats. And the high priest would lay his hands on the goat, on one of the goats, and send it away. It was known as the scapegoat. It would literally carry the people's sins away. I've shared with you that some of the rabbis and Jewish teachers say that there was a problem with the scapegoat that often like your dog or cat, it would turn around and come back and it would ruin the picture. It's supposed to be carrying away all the people's sins. And so they would take the scapegoat. This is what they did to adjust. They would take the scapegoat and when it came to the brow of a hill, they would take it and throw it to its death so it wouldn't return with the people's sins. When Jesus was in his own hometown in uh, Nazareth in Luke 4, he preached a wonderful message and then kind of a hard message. And the people took Jesus to the brow of a hill and they intended to throw him off and he passed by them. You remember this? Jesus was the scapegoat. Now, it wasn't his time to die, and he wouldn't die, you know, being thrown from the brow of a hill. He would die in God's time and God's way. But sin, uh, one definition of, I, I should say, forgiveness of sin, forgiveness of sin, is to carry it away. You don't have to carry it anymore in Christ. Let me say that one more time. You don't have to carry your sin anymore in Christ. He carried it away. Amen? So you don't have to carry it. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen? He bore the burden. In Christ, Ephesians 1, 7, we have redemption which means to be purchased and set free by paying a price. Through his blood, the forgiveness, this is the Greek word, aphesis, to send away, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. That's Ephesians 1, 7. Jesus sent our sin away as far as the east is from the west. Amen? The just one died for the unjust to bring us to God. He bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you are healed. That's the gospel. And that is what Moses is asking the Lord to do for the people. Please send their sin away. And if you, if you won't, or perhaps if you can't, then blot me out of your book. Now, I don't know about you, but 
I haven't prayed anything close to that lately. I know that person just cut me off. Forgive them, Lord. But if you won't forgive them, blot me. (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? I mean, that's not even on the radar. (laughs) Let's be honest. I'm not praying any blotting out prayers. Are you? (laughs) I mean, if you are, we we might want to switch places. But should I be? You've been listening to Blot Me Out from Your Book, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 32, 30 through 35. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would love it if you joined us this Sunday morning for church service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Now, you can do that whether you live in Southern California or not. We live stream our 1030 a.m. service, but if you're in the area, we'd actually prefer if you can come in and fellowship. You can get service and live stream information when you visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $10 a month, or you can always give a one-time gift. Please visit walkintruth.com to give. And join us on Monday for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 32, verses 30 through 35, called Blot Me Out from Your Book. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.